Yuki cards. Today I um, have my friend Josie on the show. Woo. And we have a good talk. Enjoy. This is Kip Koke talks to his friends. Boop. Hey Josie. Hey Kip. How are you doing? I'm super. How are you? It sounds like you're outside. Are you outside? I am. Yeah. That's cool. Is that alright? Yeah, it's okay to be outside. <laughs> are you with Coco? Like just like what? Like pulling a, pulling a sleigh or something? No, no. Coco's uh getting ready for bed, and I try and do uh. Two or three hour walk every evening. Oh, so, like you're trying to stay fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. I I spend most of my days like playing, uh, pretending to be a horse or a dog or a cat. So I spend a lot of time on all fours. I'm home with Coco all the time. So in the evening, I try and get a little exercise. <laughs> You're a special person. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. We're all special, aren't we? Yeah, well, no. There's some people no. that aren't special, I think. Really? Yeah, some people are lame. Yeah. But there's a little nugget in there somewhere. There always is. Yeah, there's always a good heart in someone. Oh, you're being... Well, I'm just being optimistic. Yeah, well, that's what you are. I am. I try. Well, yeah. Some in some cases. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, I'm mostly just like, I'm just getting this over with so I can make noodles and uh, also play my video game. So that's. Oh yeah. You know. What are, you, are we recording right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah. I started recording right away. Oh, okay. Uh, what video game are you playing? A cell phone video game. It's it's really stupid, but I'm a cowboy. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm really good at it. So um, I'm I'm killing a lot of other bad cowboys, basically. That's pretty uh pretty sweet. Yeah. That's I've been playing uh, lots of Red Dead Redemption. I've I've heard this through other people about about you. About me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and like, uh, me and the Smoky Tiger and TJ and a few other buddies. Yeah, you're all, y'all are together doing that video game. That's really fun. That's cool. Not, I, ha I don't think I've owned, I haven't owned a video game machine or console or whatever since, I think, 1995, 96, something like that. Yeah. So, but with, you know, COVID, my buddy who has a few kids, we just wanted to hang out, so he convinced me to buy an Xbox, and here we are. It's a pretty nice way to hang out. It actually is really nice. It turns out yeah. video games are wonderful. Yeah, who knew? I spent all this stupid time playing music and hang out with my friends. I could have just been playing Xbox. <laughs> you know what? It's the same... It's the same thing. It's the same principle. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's like a, you got to team up and do it together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, having beers and doing, like, uh, an activity is the same thing, no matter what. Like, hockey. Um, also, we should play hockey. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, like, all those things are the same principle. For sure, they're all just like. Past, I guess I guess that's the definition of a pastime. I never actually. It sounds stupid, but I don't think I, until this very minute. I've ever thought of the. Actual. Definition of pastime is just fucking pass the time. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's more than passing the time. It's like you're doing yeah. with people. Yeah. Like, you know how in those old, like, uh, um, like, Sam Spade movies, those, like, film noir movies, or books from, like, the 50s or whatever, and it's just some guy, like, packing darts and drinking bathtub gin, and then just, like, flicking cards into a waste paper basket? Yeah. Like, like that's, a, that's just a pass the time. Like, that's not, you're not doing anything there. Well, that's... But I, well, video games or hockey or playing music, that's, I guess, more than a pass time. Well, it's something you do with your friends. And it's not a pastime. It's like it literally makes you feel whole for some reason. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I was talking to TJ, TJ about this the other night. And, like, you know, when you can't, like, go to a music venue and, like, you know, make fun of your friend's band or, you know, talk shit about whatever, the only thing, that's what I'm missing the most, that out of this quarantine thing is just like just shooting the shit and making jokes you know yeah like, the the random show ups yeah man can't, like Coco's funny and we have a blast but like she doesn't have much of a like you can't like you know we're not building joke pyramids out of anything no but you will be able to build joke pyramids in the future. I know. I know. She already... I, she goes to school three days, three afternoons a week. And uh, her best joke so far is every day when I pick her up, I, like, you know, get her in, strapped into the car, and I give her her snack, and, and then I go in the front seat, and I start to drive, and I look back at her, and I say, Coco, how was your day? She just dead eyes me and gives me a smirk and never says anything. And she knows what she's doing. She knows she's she's dead eyeing me. She's just like smirking at me, being like burning me by not answering my question. I can ask her three or four times until I just start laughing and laughing. And she never says shit. It's pretty funny. Yeah, well, that's like, okay, the thing is, is babies are smarter than people realize? Babies are yeah, smart mean, as fuck. I mean, she's not. A, she's almost four. That's still a baby. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know the it's rules. A, not think, there. Uh, I think. I think she. I mean, I know she would be classified as a as a toddler. Yeah. Well, they're they know more than anyone realizes and I feel like there was a whole generation that just like decided children were like didn't know what was going on but children yeah. know what's going on yeah they really do they really do like they pick up <laughs> the other day she like what she do she like tripped tripped on the carpet or something while we were chasing around she just like fell on the ground looked up at me and we just went fuck <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's definitely from overhearing Shan and I. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't pick that up from her grandparents last summer. <laughs> oh, that's, that's too much. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, we don't have to talk about my kid the whole time. Well, we could, though, because okay. your kid is charming. I, um, I saw Shan and um, Coco... Outside of Barshat's this oh, yeah. this summer, yeah. Um, after they went to buy some plants. Some what? Some plants. Okay, yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. it was really nice to see them. Yeah, did you guys stop? She stopped and said hi, or you got, you stopped and said hi? Yeah, we talked. Oh, that's nice. Was that pre? That um, was that was like. Just like that was the summer, so it was like before it went all red code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was asking whether it was pre um, bachelor party or post bachelor party. Oh, it was. Oh, after after the Aaron's wild adventure. Um, yeah. No, that was post. Right. Yeah. 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 Ye
right, okay. So, yeah, it was nice, and we post, talked. Post the best day night of the summer. Yeah, I just bought, I was buying cat food, and I had to go back to work, so. Yeah, goddamn. God, goddamn cat food. No shit. Um, I don't believe it out, and I request people not to, but... I... Oh, so you have to, like, send it in? I would, I mean, this is... Well, I send it in, no one cares. Apparently. Right. What's your, how's your listenership? Do you get some good feedback? Um, I don't... All I know is that, uh, Jared thinks I'm cool, so... Who's Jared who? Jared... Jared, UMFM Jared. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. So it doesn't matter. I think it's a great content, man. I think, yeah, it's like I've tuned, I've tuned in a few times, and it's uh, it's definitely entertaining. Well, it's just people being people. That's yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, this is actually, this is our New Year, this is gonna air, um, on New Year's Day. This is a New Year's Day episode, so, okay. so if you want to have a 2021 thought, like, go for it. A 2021 thought? Yeah. Huh. Jeez, that's a big, uh, big ask. You know, I don't know, man. It's going to sound, anything I say is going to sound so cliche, because, like, I guess I'm just kind of that, that way. Yeah, but, you're a uh, good guy, though, so it doesn't matter. Well, I guess I just, if 2021 could be a little bit, if people can find it a little bit easier to put themselves in other people's shoes, I think it might be a little bit of a better for everybody, but I guess that goes every, that goes every year, every day kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, also very Pisces. That's the thing that bothers me the absolute most, I think. It's like people who just can't can't see the forest for the trees kind of thing and can't have empathy. I think empathy is yeah, always in such short supply. You know what's funny, actually? Um, my friend Stephen Braun... Like, <laughs> he's he's a good person. Um. Yeah. Anyway, he was reading. Uh, what's that? What's the name of that author? Uh, authoress. Just to make it easier to think of. Um, um. Atlas shrugged. What's her name? Ayn Rand. Yeah, Ayn Rand. So he was reading. He read Atlas shrugged. And this was years ago. This is like uh, two decades ago. And he came to me and he was like, uh, A is A, no matter what you say. And I was just like, um, yeah, but A is also part of the alphabet. A is Alpa, like Appa, uh, sorry, Apple, and like all these things. Like A is part of the alphabet. So A is not just A. And that is how I destroyed the entire uh, philosophy of Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> you got you got me at an advantage because I've never read Atlas Shrugged. Me neither. I only know of her uh, of her as being like kind of like the worst. Yeah, she is the uh, worst. From what I understand, I mean, she like. Was it Reagan super into Ayn Rand and like all those, uh, all the, she's a big time right wing, everyone that's got loves her, like Ted Cruz and all those people are like, I've read Ayn Rand. Yeah, times. Ted Cruz, the Canadian, uh, American senator. Is he Canadian? Yeah, he's, he was born in Alberta. That's a shot in the foot. Well, Alberta though. <laughs> I mean, I got love, I got love for Alberta, but like. I was just listening to this thing the other day about, uh, shoot, what was it about? I can't remember. I listened to so many things. <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, you know, 
the, the Alberta kind of like fell into a fell into a uh, a trap that like was kind of not of their own device. Like the guy before Ralph Klein, Ralph Klein is the guy, the premier who opened up the oil, like unlimited oil kind of thing. Before that, from what I from what I understand. Alberta was like didn't really want to have anything to do with it. They were kind of like the nature province. And then Ralph Klein came in and he was like, "Check out all this money." And they were like consequences, and he's like, "Unacknowledged. Let's go." And uh, uh, that's pretty much verbatim how the history textbooks presented. I think. Yeah, um, history is. <laughs> History is like repeating itself more than ever it ever has right now. <laughs> There's another one that that uh, they're talking about. Obviously, they're talking about Donald Trump and and how uh, history is. You know that 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 old uh, whatever it is adage. You know, history is written by the victors. Well, like history is being written by like the losers. Like. <laughs> It's now being very much written by the losers, like the people who, like, you know, the Boris Johnsons and the, what's it, Bolsonaro's in Brazil and Trump and whatever, they're just like, no, it happened like this. Like, but no, it didn't. Like, look, it happened like this. Like, fuck you, it happened like this. And it's being taken as truth. Like, look at the, anyway, I don't know, I don't need to. No, it is being taken, like, no, people are doing that. It's really funny. History is being recorded by the losers right now, which is... Yeah. It was just hilarious. It, it, it is, like, yeah. It's funny, man. When people, like, when people are dis- disenfranchised or feel like they're not getting their own, their, 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 uh, their share of the pie, regardless mm-hmm. of who's taking that pie, they're really susceptible to all kinds of hates. And they want to feel loved. The problem is they don't feel loved. That's it. I believe that has a lot to do with uh, World War Two, and uh, and with the, the Hollywood film industry of like the fifties, sixties. A lot of that has this like skewed, fucked up version of masculinity that was paid for by the U.S. military and the military-industrial complex uh, in like the forties and fifties. I have a giant theory, and it's not even a theory. I think the only reason America is a superpower is because of cinema. Mm-hmm. Did we listen to the same ideas episode? I didn't. I just came up with this on myself. I didn't like. I didn't I just, watch anything. I just listened to a real good three-parter from ideas about uh, um, the myth-making or something like that, and, and Hollywood. It's like it goes from like the, yeah, like the the forties. Well, I guess World War Two, and just before World War Two, and then into you know the sixties and seventies, and then into the eighties and nineties, and just how much I had no idea how much money, how much military money is in Hollywood. Like apparently, the vast majority of scripts are vetted by the DOD or the CIA or the FBI or the DEA or the the National Secu- whatever uh, Homeland Security. Like, they've, like, shut down whole movies. They're like, nope, can't have that. We, we don't want to show racism in the military, or we don't want to show war crimes, or we don't want to show all these, you know, things that are bad for the military. Yeah. No, it's and all just, there. Yeah, they just shove the money down people's pants. And they're like, Spielberg is like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, that's that's what we'll do. And they're also rewriting history. Like, Saving Private Ryan, they're always talking about authenticity and these kinds of things, but they, like, write out so much of what happened like the d-day landing is like portrayed as this like american landing it was canadian and british and you know french and like there's some polish like it was a it was definitely a group effort anyway no yeah like also like like the harrison uh ford movie with the submarine which was shot in manitoba actually um which one a clear and present danger, yeah, and but like literally, that was just Canadians or or British. That was a British sub, and it was made to look like Americans did it. Like everything in um, 
in Hollywood is made to look like Americans did things when they didn't. Which is yeah, hilarious. I, and that's, that's apparent, like, uh, oh, I, I wish I could remember some, I, I should really start writing down some of these things, but there was a, some great, great quotes in there just about how, like, the majority of American cinema and the American myth is from, you know, fucking Steven Seagal movies and Chuck Norris movies and all these kinds of myth, myth movies that, like, didn't happen. Like, uh, this one guy cites, uh, the Deer Hunter is one of the worst, i.e., the most successful propaganda films, pro-American propaganda films that's ever been made. Uh, ben Affleck, The Deer Hunter. I think I watched it. Yeah, it's like De Niro and John Voight and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Anyway, it's just like you know, there, there's a there's a famous scene in like the tight like where they're in a tiger cage, like, half submerged, and they're just, like, pulled out to play Russian roulette so these guys can gamble on them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, ne- like, that never, ever happened. That never happened. There's no evidence that that ever happened any time during the war. It was just made like that to dehumanize the little guys in black pajamas. Well, everything is made up. Everything people believe in is made up. Yeah. Who's that guy that wrote... Or- So basically, you're saying there's a Hercules, there's like a sexy babe, and then there's no, there's like the, there's an there's evil like, dude. Yeah, no, more like there's like the strong strong man that goes out. There's the uh, the one that's seeking revenge, and there's the one that is uh, that starts out evil and turns into a hero or something like that. Yeah, so we basically say the same. Like basically, yeah. there's a Thor, there's a Loki. There's a Freya. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Thor, there's a Loki, there's a Freya. There's like a, a Helen, there's a Jason, there's a whoever the other one is. <clears throat> anyway. History repeats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's really... People are really stupid. Uh, so, you know, Aaron and I are really into that uh, Kim Stanley Robinson. You know that guy before? Yeah, y'all, y'all really love both of you. Actually, I'm glad that you're friends about that. Like, you love, <laughs> you love sci-fi. Fucking love sci-fi. Sci-fi tells the greatest is the greatest medium for the greatest modern like medium for uh, like allegorical storytelling and for like prescient thinking, like prescient, like future casting. Uh, in sci-fi is like I don't know it's an amazing genre and it always feels really dreamy to me sci-fi always feels really like really dreamy and I like that in a book it's not it's not my thing I like I like uh, I like the past I like the past more than I like sci-fi I like I don't like future thinking you mean like you like historical fiction or you like books that are set in the past or you like history books I like I like books that are set in the past but I mean, what are you reading right now? Um, Mirakami. I actually love Mirakami. Uh, yeah, Shan's uh, reading uh, IQ84 right now. Yeah, I, I love Mirakami too. I think when I first found him, I read like four of them back to back to back to back. They're just so good. Yeah, well, that book. I actually read that book. Really good. Um. I don't want to spoil the ending, but the ending is just everything that is supposed to happen, happens. Great. I'll be sure not to tell her that. <laughs> no, he's he's smart. 
And uh, he's Japanese and loves Western culture so much that um, he really made, like in his writing, he really does a good job of bonding those two. Uh, I think my favorite one that I've read of his is uh, Hardboiled Wonderland at the End of the World. Have you read that one? No, I haven't. Oh, I bet you, I mean, what you just said there, I think that that one is the best example. It's like, oh shit, there's a deer right there. Uh, oh, hey little buddy. Uh, oh, that was distracting. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's kind of, it's a detective novel, but it's also kind of like, you know, his like dream fantasy kind of style. It's, it's an excellent, excellent book. Just, just awesome. Okay, so I'm going to hopefully get that for Christmas as a present. From me? From me? Well, well, I don't know. I get books as presents. That's are, we like... ex- are we exchanging gifts? I didn't realize. I mean, good. <laughs> I, I, could do, I could give you a book if you want one. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm definitely thirsting for books. I finally, for the first time in like, I don't know, since I was in university... I, re- I renewed my library card and uh, man, saving a ton of money not buying books especially in this quarantine the library is awesome <laughs> uh, actually, libraries were my favorite place when I was a kid so yeah, me too Um, that was the thing like that my mom would take me to the library mostly I just got Tintin though Tintin, but I definitely discovered my in the Cornish library, I think when I was like 10 years old, 11 years old that's when I discovered uh, Dungeons and Dragons and I, I cooked out this book just because of the cover Dragons of Autumn Twilight and uh, it was great and I reread it last year and uh, it's still great I used to be a huge fan of uh, there was like this book thing called Dragonlance that's Dragonlance yeah, so like Elvin, the half the half Elvin guy, what's his name? T- Tannis half Elvin. Tannis half Elvin. Yeah, I loved him and um, Rastlin. Rastlin was the wizard. Caramel and Rastlin, yeah. Yeah, the I uh, love those books. Flint the dwarf and uh, Castlehoff the Kender. Yeah. Tika the barmaid. Oh my god, that and was like that was my. Sturm the Night? Yeah, like, that series was so good. Dude, it's still good. Like, I, I, uh, if you want, if you want some, like, some great pulp that totally holds up, grab that, grab that series. Let's see, like, what happened to tennis and, like, wrestling. Like, I, like, I read all the way through till, like, wrestling basically was, like, so powerful, nobody can, yeah. could control him. Yeah, he became uh, he became the vessel for the uh, ancient mage Fistan Dantalus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I told, I just read it last year, so it's all it's still fresh fresh in the brain. <laughs> no, that that was I actually like when I played um, whatever it was like Baldur's Gate on the yeah. computer. My character was a mage, and I named him Rastlin because oh, I. I, I, as soon as I got that, uh, the second Baldur's Gate, you could like make your whole, make the whole party. I made it like Tannis, Caramon, Ray. I just made that party. It, oh my god, I did that too. <laughs> oh my funny. god, I guess we're not. So we're the same age. We're the same age, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Uh, they, they actually just released those games. Oh, maybe not just, but I just found them on. Uh, on the Xbox store, you can play them on Xbox for like I think they're like five bucks a piece or something. Oh really? Yeah, I thought about it, and then I remembered how like how much you have to like pause and do something and 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 pause and pause and pause and pause. And I didn't want to go through it. But that was my favorite part: is you pause it and you set all the fucking characters to yeah. to attack a certain thing, and so like it was really nice. Yeah, it was it was also really 
fucking hard. Like, did you ever finish those games? They were really hard. Yeah, I beat all the games. Really? I don't think I beat one of them. I I was I was kind of a loner when I was a kid, and so huh. that was what I did. Yeah, I beat the I beat all those games very well, and then I replayed them as different characters. Yeah, well, once I beat this phone game I'm on right now, then I will probably do that. It's pretty fun. I, I haven't played them on the on the, on the phone. I'm sure that's like kind of hard to see, but probably good on iPad. They're all kind of the same. Uh, like, it's funny because like this little phone thing, it's like the same level of graphics that I grew up with. So oh, it's I'm for just sure better. It's for sure better. It's like slightly better, but I'm just like I'm just being a kid again. Yeah. You should check out I mean this is like I mean I've never <laughs> this is the most boring content for your show, but there's a, there's a site called uh GOG, Good Old Games, and you can get like all of any of these like like first generation Dungeons and Dragons games where you're like facing down a hallway uh, in one box and then on the box on the right is like your characters and then on the box on the bottom is like di- text and dialogue they're like three bucks a piece I don't know that's what that's what I remember that's where I first saw them when I was like I think I was like probably like yeah, 10 or 11 and my brother and I's babysitter this guy Matt who lived in the apartment below us him and his buddies whenever on well, most Saturdays when, when we get when he'd, he'd babysit us, he'd have like four or five of his buddies over uh, to play Dungeons and Dragons, and they'd let us play, and or they'd let us like go on the computer and play like the first first gen, like uh, Pools of Radiance and stuff. These like original original computer games for D and D. That's a fun memory for me. He gave me my first set of dice too, which was nice. That's actually so 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 wonderful because like. I, as a kid, like, my babysitter showing me video games was, like, a thing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, like, I mean, I was obsessed with Dungeons & Dragons until I was, like, 23. And I just, like, just took it up again, actually, two years ago, a couple years ago. Because now I'm a dad, so I have, like, it's not, uh, it's not as easy or as feasible to go out and, like, you know, stay out until two or three and play music or go to the bar or whatever but I've got a bunch of other dad friends who are genuinely good friends of mine and they all started playing D&D so I was super down well D&D is really cool it's, it really is it's, it's not like, nerdy it's, it's funny like it, the same thing I remember the same thing when I was a kid with skateboarding so I remember when I was a kid people would like chase you to beat you for having a skateboard it was like very, it wasn't like very dangerous, but it wasn't like cool and mainstream. Skaters were like scrubby targets for bullying and beating. <laughs> I, I now think it's, now it's like so mainstream, man. It's it's, it's crazy. And the same thing with Dungeons and Dragons. Like, there's like big Hollywood stars that are like, I play D&D, check out my, my D&D lab or whatever. I think people are starting to just, like, becoming more accepting. Like, when I was a kid, like, in high school, me and Aaron were the only skaters in high school. Yeah. We were, like, the weird guys, which is really funny. And then everyone started wearing skater brands. You know what it was, man? Honestly, I believe, I truly believe that it was uh, uh, Etnies shoes that became... That changed the playing field for everybody. Because, like, the Etnies shoe, all of a sudden, like, the jocks were wearing Etnies, the skaters were wearing Etnies, and then it just kind of turned over. Yeah, well, they were well they were well designed, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not shitting on it, I'm just saying. It's funny. It's just a funny... You know, like, listening to punk... I remember, like, when I first got into, like real music like when I was like 14 or whatever I started listening to punk rock and going to the all ages shows of the West End and that's actually where I met Matt McGurra was at volunteering at uh, at punk shows of the West End but that was like not an easy gig man people like 
People were looking for you. They were out there looking for you. I remember getting harassed on the bus by like skinheads or by like, you know, jocks or whatever. Yeah, the the early two thousands were a weird time where everyone was a bully. Well, this was mid This this would have been nineteen like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. Oh, antediluvian. <laughs> yeah, antediluvian. Like uh, like Cthulhu still stalked the oceans of the world. Wow. Yeah, the old ones were still in power. It's funny because like uh, my ask, whole. Ask me where I was when Lincoln was shot. Uh, where were you? Oh, you you weren't born yet. That was that was a trick question. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> you did actually. <laughs> but like, uh, the nineties were funny because like it was like the most the most rebel time and the most um the most bully time. Yeah, and it all like I I can now looking back I feel like I can remember exactly the moment that things like that changed. Like I remember going to see Green Day. Uh, they played on the the Dookie tour. They played at the Pyramid. I guess they had like booked the tour and then gotten huge off of uh, off of that record. And then you know obviously by the time they got here, it was like they were pretty pretty effing popular. Uh, but I remember like even just after that show when Green Day was popular all of a sudden everyone was like I love Green Day and No Effects and Black Flag and all these bands that had like been like secrets that small groups of friends were like we're to some Black Flag together and then all of a sudden Green Day came along and like every every little kid was rocking the long view yeah well I kind of like Green Day yeah you know I haven't gone back in a million years and listened to Green like Listen to that record, or like, what was the other ones uh, before that one? Kerplunk and uh, Ten Thousand and Thirty Two Smooth Out Slappy Hours. <laughs> there's some, there's something about Green Day that I still like. Um, but they're not No Effects. Like that song, the No Effects song. Um, the one that's like eighteen minutes long. I remember. Um, I didn't listen to an 18 minute no effects song really what's that what record is that on um it's it's just a single release I think it's called uh, the it's something political all I remember is me and Aaron would like me and Aaron learnt the whole song on guitar oh, and, wow. we, and we would go in the back of um on our way to the beach and just like uh it's called the the um it's called the something whatever but like we would we would play the whole song in the back of the um what are those called those vans a van it was a it was a van, um, like those GMC vans. What are they called? The safari, like that one that Braun has. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, we 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 had like a whole pillow set up, like all the all the um the things the things we sat in the seats were taken out so we would just like <laughs> yeah I'm, my brain is just like off right now uh, and we would just like sit there and play it on our way to the beach to Lester Beach and it was really fucking awesome yeah, I, I, I recently pulled out uh, what was that no effects record ribbed Remember that one's got like Jenny on it. Just, just, just Jenny, the many. Yeah, uh, they gotta get away. Remember that one? No, anyway. I can't remember really, it. Doesn't really, doesn't really hold up. <laughs> like no effects, kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, they do, but also kind of really great. I mean, I've got lots of fond memories of like kicking it and listening to no effects, but 
I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in my in in a in a top anything list really unless they're like top ten nostalgic bands. No, like but yeah the no like it's the descent I think that's what it was called the descent okay. or something. That was after my time, so that so we are a little bit. I am a, a, a little older. Yeah, you're forty. I yeah, am thirty three. Yeah. Okay. So seven. But barely older. No, but if you're talking like teenage experience, definitely a million years apart. Like there's, you know, that teenage. Like I I see teenagers now, and honestly, usually when I see a teenager, they're probably like twenty three or twenty four. <laughs> uh, and I had like I just can't imagine like they they have no desire to relate to me and and I have no way of getting getting into what they're going into either like the kids like kids and teenagers today have like a fucking swamp to wade through all the time. Yeah, even more than we did. Oh man, it seemed like I mean at, at the risk of I guess I like I'm forty. Uh, it was definitely simpler before the internet, that's for sure. The internet did fucked up things to people. <laughs> or has done. Yeah, but also, I don't know, like, I'm, what, seven years younger than you, and I still yeah. relate to you very well. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I don't think that I, like, not an insurmountable gap, that's for sure. I mean, Aaron's one of my best friends in the world. You guys are the same age. Uh, like, we... You know, but the but thinking of like our teenage experiences, like what was around and what you were into or going through or or, or like had access to, it's just very very different. Like I was a full functioning, like I mean I was nine in 1989, but like I was nine in 1989. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and I was three. Yeah, exactly. So there's like a like I remember the being excited for like. Max Headroom to come on the on the TV or like you know I remember my parents watching like Moonlighting or WKRP in Cincinnati or like a new episode of Cheers yeah but I kind of like I was kind of like on the edge of that so but also like um I was before the internet too so like me and Aaron would just like run around the river bank we would yeah. have fun on the river. Yeah. And in the woods and or like like we also didn't have the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 I was I think I was twenty twenty one or twenty when I when my brother my brother was like super on board right off the hop because he found uh, he was like into Napster right away. It's so all, weird, all, yeah. Like all the streaming stuff. Like my my brother has had this collection of like downloaded music, ripped music for I don't know. I guess since two thousand or something like that, two thousand and one. And like he's got one of those external terabyte external hard drives that's like still has like all these crazy crazy underground shit that was that is still like really really hard to find that he was able to get because he was on like the hip-hop message boards and like the sampling message boards and stuff when it was still really fresh and like hard to find wow yeah but i don't like <clears throat> my brother's not really part of, like he's not part of the music scene in the sense that like you are or or i am but like he I would say that if, if anybody in the hip hop world, like probably anywhere in the world, would be really impressed with his breadth of knowledge. Like it's pretty fucking unbelievable. I always actually really like your brother. So yeah, I love him too, man. He's a great guy. Um, and he's always fun. Yeah, and he's got excellent taste in music. Like. I still, he still sends me stuff all the time where I'm just like, how did you find this? Like, and it's always good. My favorite um, thing about Winnipeg, though, is that 
we all know each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that too. I used to hate it. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think after like, yeah, I used to drive, especially I guess when I was like, uh, I guess I don't hate it. I guess I kind of, I guess I've kind of always loved it. I always, everyone says they hate it, but I think that everyone actually loves it. <laughs> but like, how nice is it to like, like, I mean, you don't live in Wilson anymore, but you live in St. B. But, um, yeah. also, I know everyone in St. B too. So, but like, Walking around and seeing my friends and saying hi casually is yeah. uh, well, is happy for me. I think every single time that I've been to a foreign country, I run into someone from Winnipeg. Like I remember being in, I was in, in Hanoi in Vietnam, and in like this kind of tucked away little coffee shop I had gone out to go for a cup of coffee before uh, Shang got up and once again in Hanoi Vietnam and I sit down at the coffee bar and I look over at this guy beside me and I was like fuck if that's not Isaac from my grade 6 class and sure enough there was a dude I had been to grade 6 with sitting at the same coffee bar smoking cigarettes in Hanoi, Vietnam, randomly run into one another. Yeah. And it was and, and here's here's the real here's the kicker. I saw him at the Forks last year. I was like, Isaac, how's it going? He's like, Hey man, how's it going? And obviously he had no idea why I was saying hi to him. I was like, It's Josie. He's like, Oh yeah, right, we went to school together or something? I was like, Yeah, great sex. Like, don't you remember? Like, we had a cup of coffee randomly in, in Hanoi, like, four or five, like, five or six years ago? And he was like, ah, no, I don't. And he didn't remember. And I remember being so mad that he didn't, <laughs> <laughs> didn't remember. I was like, it's not like it was a super memorable moment. Like, we didn't, like, share a profound conversation. We just kind of, like, shot the shit for 15 minutes. But, like, we shot the shit for 15 minutes in Vietnam. And it was clear. Like, he was calling me by my name and... Anyway, I was just, I was, I was a little bit mad. You have a right to be mad. But that's like, that's like me in like Montreal or anywhere I've ever gone. It's like, oh, Winnipeg. Bam, yeah, there so you are. The last time Ultra Mega played in, uh, in Montreal, we were playing at um, Casa, Casa del Popolo, I think. And, uh, and I went into the other room, the other bar, to grab a beer before the show. And uh, and behind the bar was this guy I hung out with in high school, Ted Strauss. I was like, what the fuck? Like, wh- I mean, it's not hard in Montreal to swing a stick and not hit a, hit a Winnipegger, but like, it's just one of those, it just happens all the time. Happened to me in Berlin, happened to me in Cuba. Just all over the place. Yeah, anyway, well, I, I, now I sound like I'm bragging about traveling. That's not what I'm trying to do. Well, <laughs> you are very, you're a very good traveler, and you can speak many languages. Is that true? Can I? I, I can't speak. Just can't speak say English. something Spanish right now. Uh, obrigado. There we go. <laughs> you got it. Uh, say something. Say something in Finnish. Uh. All at Sinon meaning uh Oikan Gariolan and Huva I feel like you're making this up on the spot. I mean I wouldn't know the difference. It sounds like it sounds like I just (laughs) I just what I said is you're my um regular Finnish man. Yeah. <laughs> and the other, so I, I pretty much every night, oh, not every night, but at least three times a week, I go for like pretty much the same walk. That's really easy, like along Lindale, do the whole Lindale run, like two, three, four times. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night I was doing it, 
and I was just kind of standing by the riverbank looking out over the river, and a little fox was running down the riverbank. It was really nice. I hadn't seen a fox in the city for a long time. Like a real fox, like like a, uh, like a real like a real fox, like a like a red 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 coated, black booted, tiny little fox. Oh, down the river that's right. nice. That yeah, was nice. And you know, just now, just now I saw uh, uh, a deer with uh, like a four-point buck just walking, walking down Lindale. I've, I, I see those deers in the city occasionally, quite a bit actually. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty. Uh, I wonder if that happens. I mean, I wonder if that happens in Toronto. Although, I, I remember being, I, was in, I think this was also the last time Ultra Mega was on tour in Toronto and hanging out with a buddy of mine who'd taken a bunch of uh, sandwiches out to the, the park. <laughs> we were on acid and uh, uh, we, we were wandering through High Park uh, and he kept warning me about the, the coyotes. He's like, there's coyote dens all around here, so we got to be careful because we're it was like late at night and there's no one in the park. They're just kind of like wandering through the bush. <clears throat> but apparently it's a thing. Like coyotes in Toronto is the thing. Apparently. In Hyde Park, kicking it. Okay, well, I'll, I'll talk to my T-Dot people and, and like figure that out, but I... <laughs> I don't know if there's much to figure out there, really. Uh... It, it, sounds, it sounds like it's true. Like... Why would I, like... I mean, like, like I said, I was definitely, definitely high. But, uh... And, yeah, and acid is kind of like a, a bit of a drug. Well, it was more two... I don't know, it was this other experiment. It was that and this, like, experimental drug that a friend of his was, like, synthesizing. I don't know. And maybe I'm saying too much, but... There's something about being on tour and, um... Being on drugs on tour, they're different. Yeah, yeah, there's like, I, I mean, there's something about being outside of your city and also being on tour that's like, yeah, you can't really replicate the feeling. It's sad to think that I may never go on tour again because that was really, really fun. Well, um, you know what? You can be in my band and we can do it again. That'd be cool. <laughs> what's that movie called again um yeah we're, we're on a mission for god putting the band back together <laughs> did you see that picture that uh i don't i think it was aaron that sent in the in the facebook thread the other day about or uh from uh from the yellow dog that yellow dog christmas show from a few years back no i didn't see it oh man Dude, were you at that you were at that Probably, I don't know. That was one of the, my favorite shows that we ever played, man. That was like true holiday cheer. It was really great. There was someone posted a us like doing the Neil Young show. That yeah, was nice. JD sent that. Yeah, that was a great. That was a great uh, little reminder. I actually I have the whole show on my phone, and I went back and watched it, and uh, it's pretty good. We did a pretty good job. Yeah, and I think we should do another good job in the future. Oh, yeah, I know, like, as soon as... I mean, I, like, that's another thing, like, I don't know how and what things are going to look like when and if they go back to normal, but I, I really hope that normal can include sweaty music clubs again, you know? Um, we were, we were pretty good. We did a good yeah. job. Yeah. You did a good job. Oh man, that was a that was a hundred percent team effort. Yeah, I would uh, I would like I like the rehearsals and I uh, like the uh, I like the Josie. I I miss Josie. Mm, that's nice to hear, man. That's nice to hear. Yeah, I uh, I miss you too, man. It was a real treat when we got to hang out at uh, at that at Aaron's bachelor party. Yeah, yeah great, great group of folks, man. That was just like a, a real, real, uh, never to be duplicated hang. All of all of Aaron's friends are just big ass 
great losers. You know what I mean? Like losers in the great way. Yeah, totally. Just like it, it was a, it's a, it's definitely a, <laughs> a group of uh, of misfits. You know, and to to speaking to like Aaron's character, I mean, that was a pretty disparate group of people. You know, not everybody knew each other at all, and uh, from the get, everyone was just real pleased to be with one another from like whatever time it was, eight a.m. Yeah. So it, so it was a full, like pretty much a full twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had great. Well, you know, you have beers. Things are gonna go good. Yeah, you have beers. You got fire. You got guitars. You got canoe. You got golf. You got the whole nine yards. <laughs> anyway, we actually just killed an hour. Oh really? Yep. Cool. Um. So what do you do now? Do you do you, do did you press do you press stop? Well, I will in six minutes, but... Do you edit, do you edit it down? Nope, I don't nope. edit anything. So, um, this is going to be the New Year's Day episode. Okay, so... This will play at 2021 on New Year's Day, whatever the Tuesday is. So, okay. do you have anything to say about the future over the next year? Uh, I'll say this about 2021 if I'm going to give a New Year's address to the listeners. Uh, I will say that it would be really important for everyone to uh, be just, uh, I would say, 10 times nicer to one another and 100 times more understanding. And to uh, get the fuck off Instagram and get the fuck off Facebook and uh, and try and do some actual things that are physical in your world, whether that means, uh, you know, volunteering at a food bank or uh, going out with a, for a run club with your pals or, or having a, a actual in the flesh or if we can't, then be a computer uh, book club or something just you know get down with it try and uh, try and translate that Instagram or Facebook personality into real life so just just spread more love spread more love yeah and reopen the music venues when it's safe god damn I really miss slagging people at uh, at jam nights and being slagged myself I miss failing so hard at the Times Change Blues Jam, which I always do. Every time I get up, it's an epic fail. And it's one of my favorite things in the world. And I never vol- I never volunteer. I like... <laughs> anyway. Okay, more, so more failure, more empathy. You know what we're going to do, Josie, is we're going to fucking play a great show after this. That's it. I'm into it. Just, like, pick anything, and we're going to do a great show. I'm into it. Yep, I agree. Thanks, uh, for, thanks for inviting me on the, on the show, Kip. Yeah, well, this won't air until... Um, New Year's Day. After New Year's Day, so, yeah. That's you. You're in New Year's Day, Josie, and uh, we deserve that. The whole world deserves New Year's Day, Josie. <laughs> I agree. Thanks so much. I love you. Yeah, man. I love you too. Good to talk to you. And uh, keep fit. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Josie. And this is Kip Kuke interviews his friends. And I hope you had a great, grand old time. Um, stay fit and have fun. Like he said.
Yuki cards.